And the password is Mama Likes It Hot. All right, we're getting weird right away. <laughs> Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1,242. Feb 9, 2024. We won't, we won't beat a record today. The record is 52 degrees in 1966, and it was 33 below in 1899. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. May I say at the outset that we should acknowledge, thank you, a hard, hardened group of uh, golf fans here. We should acknowledge before we begin, I've been... I've been lax in this, and I, I think it's time that we we acknowledge our forebears and, and say before we start, we are on historic ground. Oh, okay. oh my Lord. Okay. It stands to reason that someone in, throughout history was here uh, before us. and uh, Well, we were here last year. Do you know there's actually a template now for the failed academy to use? No matter where the failed academy is, they can look up. What they should say when they before they start a play or a ah. concert or a guest speaker, they say nice. first we should acknowledge that we're on sure. the land of the blank, and you fill in the blank. And uh, we are live at the Minneapolis, I'm sorry, the Minnesota Golf Show. And, and right off the bat, we have a guest named Emma Carpenter. Hi, Emma. Hi. How are you? Good. And you're a fifth-year senior at the U of M. Yes, sir. On the golf team. And you can be a fifth-year senior because you missed your COVID year of playing golf. That's right. My freshman year, the spring of my freshman year was 2020, so that season got canceled. So that meant that I had another year of eligibility. So after my senior year this past year, I had another year to, to come on and play. So I continue to play and uh, doing a one-year master's program will finish up in May. In, in what? What are you pursuing? My, I'm getting my master's in marketing in Carlson right okay. now. Uh, why are you Why are you so tan? So so tan. <laughs> I have uh, been uh, traveling a lot lately with the team. We just started our season. Uh, we took a couple training trips. Last for the last three weeks, we were in Arizona. We were in Florida, Naples, Florida, and then uh, just got back from a five day trip from Puerto Rico for our first tournament. Wow, wonderful. Now, one of the one of the things that interests me about talking to you is you're from DeKalb, Illinois. Yep, DeKalb. DeKalb, I, and I've heard of it, of course. I don't know where it is in the state. So it's about 55 mile, miles west of Chicago. What's the population? I think it's 40,000. Okay, but let's call it, uh, relatively speaking, a small town. Yes, sir. Okay, my theory is that the best high school and college golf teams in the country hail from small towns. In fact, the smaller the better. I agree. Now, do you know why I think that? Why do you think that? I think it's because the locals uh, don't mind giving the, the one, maybe the one and only golf course in town over to the kids. As opposed, you get into a metropolitan area and all of these high schools are vying to use one private club or another or maybe a public course or another and they really have a tough time doing it 
because the uh, club operators don't want to give over the time. Does that make sense? Yeah, no kidding. Maybe it's not all the other high schools, and it's just the members in the metropolitan right. areas don't want to give up the golf course. Well, in DeKalb, DeKalb 40, pardon me, Joe, 40,000 is the 2020 census. Were you... Yes. Were you thinking she might have been wrong? <laughs> oh, did she say that? Are you questioning me? I, really I missed that ball. Because <laughs> I got, I got uh, sidetracked with the barbed wire was basically invented in that city. Wow. That's right. Barbed wire. Cindy Crawford went to DeKalb High School. Awesome. She was actually in my mom's high school graduating class. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's Cindy cool. Crawford. Is she going to be on today? No. <laughs> we could give her a call and okay, ask. Okay, all right, good. <laughs> what were... How many golf courses in DeKalb? In other words, where did you play as a high school kid? So I was fortunate enough to grow up on, to your point, your point actually makes a lot of sense. It worked out very well in my favor. Um, I lived on Kishwaukee Country Club. My parents still live on Kishwaukee Country Club, right. and our, uh, our high school got to practice and play out there every day. It's a, it's a really great little track. So the members were on board, in other words. They were. To let you guys have the course. They were. Well, my dad, I think, talked to a lot of the members a yeah. lot and yeah. said, you, you better let these guys yeah. play out here. Yeah. <laughs> where, what do you th where do you think uh, professional golf is headed for women? Professional golf for women. And do you have any aspirations? Um, so I have, I've decided that I'm not going to pursue professional golf. I've got a lot of admiration for all the people who do pursue professional golf on the men's and the women's side, but the women's game overall is just growing in general with how, with how good amateur female golfers are and moving right on into the LPGA tour. It's just unbelievably impressive what the Corda sisters are doing. I mean, just so many great golfers emerging and just so much more acknowledgement and excitement for the women's game that's that's really exciting to be a part of for me I've been able to work a lot in golf media on the amateur side and in the professional side and being able to to see a lot of these women that I've competed against as amateurs then turning professional and being stars right away it's it's really exciting are you familiar with Paige Spiranak I am yes and the only reason I asked that is can she play golf uh, she's yeah, she's a very good golfer. She played college golf um, for Arizona, okay. and I think transferred to a school in California. But yeah, she's a very good golfer. Does she, she still want to be on the LPGA, or is she on the LPGA? No, 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 no. So she decided to give up trying to play professional golf, and is now just working through more social media. Right, right. Uh, the reason I ask that is because you, she's constantly making herself present on social media. But I've never seen her uh, on the roster of an LBGA tournament. That's right. Well, she uh, originally was trying to play professional golf for a while. It's so competitive. It's so difficult. And, you know, she started making a, a presence in the media space more so and um, decided to, to pursue that but instead. Doesn't that just basically come down to she made a business decision? Because That's she right. can realize that she can make through sponsorships and all sorts of other avenues, she can make just as much, if not more money, than she can actually play in golf. That's absolutely right. In her case, definitely. There's, I mean, with, in, with golf, with female golf, with women's golf, I would just say that it's growing generally overall. And she, she chose a different route of how she wants to, like you said, it's a business decision. So she didn't play professional golf, but she's still, she's still out there playing a lot and um, making herself a presence in the, in the golf space. I, I really have a stupid question. You have lovely fingernails. They're long. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Doesn't that interfere with the golf swing at all? Um, 
uh, it's not February, too long. Joe. She's not playing she right now. She just got back from oh, that's true, yeah. a long time <laughs> training. No, these aren't too long. They're, they're right. just, just maybe a little. You wear out a lot of gloves, though, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not exactly. They, they work just fine. If they were to get too long, I, I, would, I would take care of it. What is your podcast? So I have a podcast called the Five Clubs Golf Podcast. I do it with uh, Gary Williams, who was, if, if anybody remembers, he did the morning drive with Holly Saunders for about 10 years, every single morning on Golf Channel, morning drive. It was right in Tiger's Prime. He was on every single morning, and now morning drive is not show anymore on Golf Channel. But So he has a segment on the Five Clubs Golf Podcast, has on a lot of professional golfers. Um, he has a segment, I have a segment, ESPN basketball commentator Jay Billis. He has a segment as well. So I've gotten to have on a lot of really, really wonderful guests. I've had on a lot of the college, a lot of college store players. Uh, I've had on college coaches. I had Bryson DeChambeau on a podcast episode, as well as Annika Sornstam. So cool. Very. It's how, been great. How upbeat was how upbeat was Annika? She's she's pretty quiet. Yeah, that's really that's common. You'll see kind of just in the Swedish culture. They're they're not really. It's just they're very. She's very very. How do I say it? Like Vanilla. chill. What's what's a proper way to say chill? Just very easygoing, very laid back, and I'm <laughs> I'm sure it goes to show it's part of the reason why she's a really good golfer. I've got to calm myself down on the golf course. <laughs> Phlegmatic. <laughs> but she's I mean, she's very, no. very wonderful person. She's so kind. Everything that she's done for the women's game, just even off the golf course since retiring and not playing as much professional golf now. She just played in the US Open at a Pebble Beach this past summer. But she has her Annika Foundation show. She and has her Share My Passion clinics for all of uh, young young girls trying to get into the game. And she sponsors different amateur events for women to just give more opportunities. And it's wasn't absolutely she, incredible. Wasn't she done. also with, playing with her son? Weren't they teamed up with Tiger and his son? That's right. Yeah, yeah I thought PNC. I saw a clip. Yes, yeah, so, and it was her son is just so sweet. I've gotten to spend a little bit of time with. Um, her family just meeting them at different events, and she's got two really great kids. Her husband's a oh, really cool. great man. And did you see the clip of afterwards that came off the final green? And her son just was tears in his eyes. I just to be able to do this with my mom is just so special. And I mean, I wish I remember how old he was. He can't be older than 12 years old. Wow. So to have that kind of that kind of gratitude is just so remarkable at that age. Did you see where Tiger's going to haul that poor broken body of his to Riviera? <laughs> he's going to yeah. he's going to make his uh, debut this next weekend. That's right. And yeah. a lot of people are buzzing about Tiger's debut at the Genesis because yeah. he just announced that he's leaving Nike. So everyone's and he says that something's coming. Is it going to be Nike 2.0, his own Nike deal? Is it going to be a completely new brand? Is he going to come up with his own brand? But it's likely that he's going to debut that at, at the Genesis. So everybody's really excited. I to doubt see. he's hurting for money. Oh, he's, he's all right. I think he's doing fine. <laughs> yeah. I think he's doing fine. What is your role here at the golf show? So I am the ambassador for oh. the 2024 Minnesota Golf Show. All so right. I'm going to be around all weekend. I'm going to be on the stage also tomorrow uh, afternoon doing a podcast. Jesse Acharya with PXG is going to join me as well as my assistant coach Matt Higgins is going to join me on the podcast. I'll be up here with the Break 80 guys on Sunday and helping out, giving some tips, just kind of floating around. All so. right. Well, it was uh, kind of you to join us. Quick question for you about NIL, because you were mentioning this is now your fifth year of playing collegiately. Yes, sir. How much has that, I, we all get it, it's a football world with NCAA athletics, but has it also impacted even uh, women's golf? Yeah, that's a really great question. Thank I, you. <laughs> <laughs> 
as an as an interviewer or podcaster, whenever someone says it's a great question, it feels good. But yeah, yeah no, that is a very good question. Um, I would say for other sports besides football and basketball, it's it's just different for me. I would say that the change in NIL really changed my life but not from a monetary standpoint just more so it gave me the platform to grow my personal brand of being an athlete being in media working in sports outside of just being at the University of Minnesota I'm very grateful to be at the University of Minnesota it's it's part of what's gotten me all the opportunities and and the resources that I've had access to but absolutely just having that uh, platform to to grow myself as my own my own personal brand has been what it's been really about and having a voice in sports that isn't just necessarily attached to my university. At DeKalb, are you guys the state champions? No. So I actually, I played on the boys team in high really? school. Yes, sir. So I would play uh, up until the conference championship with the boys and then I would go play the state series individual with the girls and I tried to make a run. Never never got the state title. My teammate, Grace Curran, who's doing a fifth year with me, she got a state title in is Illinois. She at the U of M? Too? She is, yes. Okay. So we've done all five years together. She so got are you guys anticipating year. a great U of M season? We sure are. We've got a really, really special team this year. Actually, our team is, I believe right now, the best we've been ranked in around 10 to 15 years. So um, it's been really, really cool to be a part of. We've, I mean, improved over over 50 ranking places since my freshman year. So to be a part of this team is is something that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. It's it's going to be a part of me always. I'm really, really grateful. What? Who is your head coach? Our head coach is Rill Brinsmead. She was the head coach at Kennesaw State for a very long time, right after college, and then now has been our head coach for the last three years. She came in my sophomore year. What does a head golf coach do? I mean, by the time you're recruited, you're well thought of as a golfer. They're not straightening out your swing at this point, are they? That's a very good question. It, it kind of de- it's up to the player, and a really good coach is going to have that relationship with their players of what exactly they need because golf is so individual. But in in a team aspect, you need to push each other in order to in order to succeed as a team. But so some players might want to go to our head coach for advice on their golf swing, and some players might still have a swing coach that they've worked with for a number of years. So it's really definitely going to be up to the coach to have that strong relationship with a player and just have a lot of clarity on what we're on what they're working on and what they need from the coach. So, um, but our coach also helps us a lot with um, diving into stats. So we've, you know, finish up rounds of golf, how many putts did you have? How many fairways did you hit? Um, all kinds of things like that. How, how many greens did you hit? So, Analytics. That's right. That's right. And hmm. stats don't lie. So um, it's kind of also part of her job to really dive in and see what our team needs to work on as a whole, what people need to work on individually, and kind of develop practice plans. That I way. would love to see that coach diagram your swing, Such. It'd be, uh, <laughs> give the poor woman nightmares, wouldn't it? <laughs> I understand you're on Twin Cities Live today, and we're going to let you go. You have to be hauled back to KSTP. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So not not for a little bit, but I appreciate you having me on today. Thank you very much. Emma Carpenter, who is the ambassador to the 2024 golf show at the convention center, which runs through Sunday. Why don't we take a brief time out here? Hey, everybody, it's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie, and they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, 
and asparagus for the no-fuss meals and get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve my favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need, and you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code garagelogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code garagelogic50 at factormeals.com slash garagelogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Boy, Here's I barely man. hear that. That's okay. Is that all right? Yeah, you'll be fine. Both John and I assigned ourselves the duty last night, knowing that no one else would, <laughs> to listen to the Tucker Carlson interview with Putin. How many people might have listened to a little bit of that? <clears throat> There's a guy, bet one hand ran. There's 10,000 people here, and one hand went up. Pretty good Bachelor episode they're, last they're, night, too. They're all had, a lot I, smarter than we are. I, I, had, I had my hand raised. You didn't watch it or listen to it, did you? Fine. And anyway, I John, you <laughs> gave it more than I did. You gave it an hour and 15 minutes. After the first 15 minutes, I got a little tired of Putin's 14th century history <laughs> lesson. And, and I moved on from that. And then I began to zip around in the, in the thing. You know, you can move that little red sure. dot forward. Yeah. And I was glad to know that uh, Carlson did bring up the uh, captured Wall Street Journal reporter. He did, yes. Evan uh, Gert. Gershkovitz? Gershkovitz. I don't think uh, he accomplished anything, but I think it was noble that he tried. I thought it was uh, basically, I don't know what I think. I didn't think much of it, to no. tell you the truth. No, you didn't learn anything. and I think I learned uh, a lot about 13th Putin. and 14th century history. Putin seems very skilled at, uh, at uh, being an ex-KGB agent. I think that's what I learned. Yeah, and I think he was toying with uh, Carlson. I think yeah. he just was in complete control of the situation. And I don't know what the point of it was. Uh, Wasn't the point of it to spotlight the fact that no other outlet was willing to let oh, somebody I, interview him? You I, must have missed this because every outlet's asked Putin, but okay, uh, I, but the I, Russians I the Russians said no because they don't trust the other outlets. Got it. So I okay. think the point of it was that Carlson improbably, in my estimation, gave Putin a chance to account for his decision to invade Ukraine. And thus we got this history of that's our land and the, the descended from some grandson of a Norway prince and <laughs> on and on and on. And I was all, I, 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 like I said, I didn't give it as much time so as So wait, John. John, you're telling me that Russia doesn't trust our local? They don't. No. Huh. That's no. correct. That's, no. that's something. Yeah. And well, then, would you expect them to? An no, ex-KGB I guess, agent? I, I guess no. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> and there was a bit of a controversy with our own president uh, yesterday. He was... Uh, acquitted of uh, any uh, wrongdoing in the storage of, of uh, documents that ostensibly he was not supposed to have. He had them in his garage, literally with a bunch of other garage junk. He has a Corvette in there that's pretty nice, okay. although I don't know if he drives it because it's not electric. I so, got a messy uh, garage. Maybe I got some. Right. I should check. But it was determined <laughs> that uh, even though uh, he had these documents, uh, it it could not it was not worth prosecuting. Is that am I being uh, because he's so right, far gone? Am I on the right track? <laughs> and that and if it was, he would present himself to a jury as uh, I'm paraphrasing, but somewhat accurate as a sympathetic elderly man with good intentions. Yeah, and the, the what did the special prosecutor also said because he cooperated? Right, uh, and and Trump was, did not cooperate. Yeah, yeah. Okay, was. but but here we are. So he's. 
I don't think it's unkind to say feeble to a certain extent, no, right? He's, he's feeble, yeah. and he's having some uh, memory problems, and he's uh, well-meaning, uh, but he's elderly enough to see evidence of some of this uh, natural aging process see, uh, seep in. So we can't, he's not fit for prosecution, but he's the president. Yes. Uh, where in the hell are you supposed to go from there? <laughs> it's it, on the one hand, uh, we think he's a kindly old gent who's the you know the cheese has slipped off the cracker, <laughs> and on the other hand, uh, he's you know he's got the <laughs> nuclear suitcase. I, I don't know he, where he we're does to- when he's walking. It looks like it's always six in the morning in the on a July or on a January day in, in the Twin Cities, meaning he's trying not to fall down the driveway. Right. That's got what little, it looks he, like when he's walking. Got a shuffle going. Short yeah. steps. But, you know, yeah. Trump is, what, two years younger? He's as nuts as Biden, so I'm not going to. I uh, saw somebody make a great line about Johnny's Club, the Packers, because what's his name? Mark Murphy <laughs> has to step down because he's going to turn 70. Okay. And it said, so the Packers have a, a rule <laughs> where you got to step down when you're 70, but we got two 160-year-olds running for president. <laughs> I, I just think the overarching uh, observation left for the country is that this is a, a very uh, this is a very poor situation that we're left with these two clowns. How about he jumped on to Mexico? Well, he got slipped up there a little. But why did David Muir does not have to apologize for him when he's reporting? Well, uh, David Muir is state media, so he would uh, he would apologize for that. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. You know what I say to the upcoming election? I don't. Right here on the back of my shirt. Good, Good luck. luck. Good, Good luck. luck. Good luck. <laughs> You got your GL shirt on, Jim. I do. Well, and you, I, you, you know. bought a golf. Well, is there more to discuss? Uh, <laughs> I, I want to read more of Carlson's interview with Putin. I, I've read some. How long was it? It was two hours. It was oh. two oh seven. And it was it was uh, it was Putin who ended it. Yeah. It was Putin who said, "I think we can end here." And I don't think Carlson was really that much in the driver's seat. Uh, but Carlson's in the business of now just trying to get as many eyeballs on his product as possible. Yeah. Well, he's going to get... He's, and he's going to get a ton. But not here. There's 25,000 people here right. at the Watching golf our show. show. Yeah. And only one person raised their hand. Well, actually, John and I he's could raise uh, our hand, but I didn't give it the whole time. He has the weird giggle, too, at, at the most... It Which seems one? Trump or Carlson? No, Tucker Carlson. Oh, I, don't, I didn't notice that. Answer, and then he'll go... <laughs> yeah. And, and then he'll ask another question. I, I didn't catch that. <laughs> it's, it's an odd... Uh, yeah. It, it fits well, in Well, so we live in strange times, and that, that was certainly strange. I mean, I'm old enough to think when that would be unthinkable that somebody would have gone over and sat down with Nikita Khrushchev... Uh, yeah. Although that could very well have happened, and maybe did, I have no I idea. Don't, yeah, I don't know. I tried to put this in historical perspective, and I thought, well, would we have sat down with Ho Chi Minh? Would Walter Cronkite have sat down with Ho Chi Minh? Although we were at war, I guess, and now we're not at war. We're just we're just enemies. <laughs> we're just uh, I, we're treading water, and and Putin does say this will not end. Yeah, he did say this. This war will. It's two years old now. Wow, it's not going to end, and that did means he give an explanation? Well, when he, he said it will not end? Because he doesn't have to give an explanation. He just says this will not end. Ah. They want that back. They want, it's just a, a burr in his saddle. He has to have Ukraine back. And so that means... Uh, Joe's going to keep writing them checks. Well, we all are. We yep. all are. The, the uh, American tax dollars are, will have to be involved in this uh, to, a great, to a great degree. 
and uh, it's not going to end. We're coming up on the two-year anniversary, about February 22nd or yep, so. This month, yeah. Yep. And uh, uh, just let's just remember we're on historic land of, of some sort. Where there was At the golf show? People right on the site wow. of, the, of, the, of the golf show. Now, I'm your Super Bowl nugget guy. You oh, recall that? yes. That's All right. Are right. we going to do top yeah. ten commercials? I have nuggets. <laughs> I have nuggets. I brought nuggets thanks to Tim. Do Buck you have too. fever? Do you have the fever? I don't. I really don't. Mm. In fact, I fear uh, that this game, more than any other Super Bowl, is going to be so spectacularly ridiculous that, oh. that it's going to be it's going to be hard to pay attention to the game. I, I mean. What do you mean, like, like strippers trying to sneak into I the... I think so. I don't know what I'm expecting, but it's going to be... Uh, Antics? And then, you know who's there Monday? The Wild are in Vegas Monday. Oh, that's right. Which means the Wild, where are they? There's not even a hotel room available. Do you know who agrees with you? I don't. Joe Buck. In what sense? He says that he, you will not catch him anywhere near the Super Bowl this year. He thinks it's going to be a colossal yeah. failure. He said he well, thinks I don't think something... it's going to be a failure. I just think it's going to be taken to a different level of of debauchery, of uh, hedonism. Well, yeah. that's kind of what Joe I said. Uh, that's yeah, Joe Buck. He said something big is going to happen. Well, that's not good. But, well, I don't think he meant something Danger. bad. He doesn't think dangerous. Yeah, dangerous. I think he just thinks something weird. Out of the ordinary. Well, I think so, too. This morning, going through the airport security line was a very tiny, tiny, cute old lady. Mm -hmm. And I said, where are you going today? She said, Las Vegas. Oh, what? Really? You are? And she said, yes, it's my, you know, Bertha's a birthday party. (laughs) And I said, you know that this, she's like, I am scared to death. Was she like that? Something similar to that. (laughs) I'd like to make a comment about the airport, if I may. Yeah, go ahead. Joe. Do you notice that what I'm wearing, Joe? I was told by my boss to keep my left arm out. My I can't read it. Innovative from here. handling that's, solution. That's wonderful. The security line, Sunday morning yep. at Terminal Two. That's not the main. That's not the main terminal. one. No, the main one is one. Because Sunday's a tough morning. The bride and I flew the hometown airline Sunday morning. Couldn't right. couldn't have been better. Sun Country was fantastic. Wonderful. The security line. First of all, we decided to only have one security checkpoint open on a Sunday morning. Okay, so you went to checkpoint one. They said your hour's about 45 minutes. As you walk through the serpentine line, out the runway, down the skyway skyway back towards the parking ramp, the end of the line was outside of the sliding glass door, outside of the facility. Did I give you good advice to get there early? Yes, you did. Always on Sunday morning. (laughs) It was minimum two and a half hour wait for security. They probably (laughs) didn't have enough TSA lanes open. Nope. Wow. They probably weren't running dogs. That's what hey, I haven't been briefed on it, so I can't. You really, can't really I comment. Can't, yeah, I, I, I figured I'd brief. kind of put you on the spot. <laughs> Thank you. How many people here drove to the convention center in an electric vehicle? <laughs> Thirty-five thousand people here, and not one. Boy, person. the audience keeps, keeps growing. growing. Yeah, it's it, well, it's a, it's a very popular golf show. I've already bought three gloves and a wedge. And I you got, got a free, uh, what do you I call it? And I got a, a divot repair tool I, repair mm, I was that John got when he bought a shirt. He got a free divot and, repair tool. And I don't golf, so. No, and it's a dreadful shirt. It shows you no, no taste. No, it's, what is it, a, it's a lovely shirt. Why don't you hold it up for the people? Uh, Let's get a thumbs up or thumbs down because I think it's dreadful. I, I have a is question. it back in the exclusive green room? It has cobs of corn on it. No, it's, oh. it's like uh, me- Mexican imagery. How's that? Right, Rock? See it? See it? Oh, yeah, it's like Day of the Dead. Yeah, Day of the yeah, Dead stuff. Yeah. What do you think? I'm going like this. 
Oh, I got, oh, we got, oh, I got a couple likes. So about at half least. and half. There so we about go. Half and I half. would wear that. You know what that uh, is? Let me see it again. This is from a company over here called Legendary, and they're a veteran-owned group, and they give some of the proceeds to veterans. Well, and they you, have, now you're trying to make me feel bad. Well, Joe, put it well, on. They, they have bad. about 15 great golf shirts that Try are different. On, they're not your standard weird one color. You know. You know what that is? That is 100% a John Height shirt. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I, I the think. more I look at it, John, the more I have to admit. I'd wear this. There you go. Try See? it on. I don't want to try yeah, it don't, on. Rocky. Don't try my shirt on. I don't want to try John it on. Go back to the green room. <laughs> uh, where is this? I might have to visit L- that. It's straight, right in the middle. Can't miss it. It's John's legend- pointing to the it's middle yeah, of the convention center. <laughs> it's that way. See it? Yeah. Legendary. It's yes. uh, right over that way. <laughs> yes, it is. Hey, I have a question yeah, about yeah. golf, uh, purchasing golf equipment. Where does a guy get himself a a garbage bag full of golf balls here at the golf show. <laughs> well, you buy the balls. I told you I'd give you the bag my gloves came in. Oh, okay. Fair you enough. You have a fair plastic enough. bag. Though. I like to buy the range balls, you know, the ones that have the stripes on them. Those are the ones I like to tee them up. Back with the to course. the electric cars. And not a tremendous response when I asked how many people are coming or came by electric car. I have an interesting email from, from Luke who writes, I had an interesting encounter at a restaurant tonight. This was dated a couple days ago. Before I start explaining, I'll give some context. In 2018-2019, I worked at New Flyer of America. They make buses in St. Cloud. Okay. They're a bus manufacturing. The city bus manufacturer in City Cloud. I moved on from there as it was not my type of work. I am now a regional truck driver. Tonight, sitting at the bar, I started talking with a Seattle city employee. Turns out he is in the area for work, here to inspect the Seattle City buses that are being made, apparently, by Flyer to ensure they are up to par before the final purchase. Yes, you guessed it, fully electric city buses. During the course of our conversation about the operation of the company and what it's like to work far from home, he brought up the means of relocating the finished buses. How do the buses get delivered to Seattle? They get put on a full-size flatbed diesel semi Come on. and hauled to Seattle. <laughs> there you go. 1,600 miles each. This got me to think, how many buses are on order? He told me 40 buses finished last fall and 20 more are on order to finish in the next couple of months. 60 buses multiplied by 1,600 miles equals nearly 100,000 miles of hardworking diesel semi-truck emissions spewed into the environment before the bus even hauls its first passenger. Of course, this is only the haul of the final product, not to mention the amount of truckloads of deliveries to the factory and the erroneous amount of emissions, I'm sorry, the erroneous amount of emissions involved in the mining of materials and minerals used in the battery, as you frequently mentioned. By the time the bus breaks even with this amount of emissions, I would anticipate it will be time for a new battery. Now, as I mentioned, I'm a regional truck driver. I've seen buses being hauled on the various interstates with various destinations. I can recognize them because of my prior experience of working at the manufacturer. New York, Philadelphia, Miami, San Francisco, plus many more, and yes, even Minnesota, although this one wasn't on a flatbed. It makes a guy wonder, how does the benefit really pay off? During this conversation, I thought maybe you would like to hear about it. First-time emailer, multi-year loyal listener, probably one of many GL truck drivers, if I am allowed to assign myself as such. Yes, you are, Luke. Uh, what is the benefit? I don't see it yet. I, uh, maybe someday. Uh, That's a great point, though. How many rides is that one bus going to have to offset? That is amazing. 
That's just amazing. Because you don't ride the bus. <laughs> well, if I did. But if you did, you did yeah. it'd be an electric one. Right. <laughs> oh, and yesterday we were talking about a trustee in Dalton, Illinois. The city, yeah. uh, what do we call her? This, the re, the uh, city. By court. the bay. No, that's Dalton, <laughs> Illinois. Dalton, Illinois. Dalton, Illinois. Uh, has nothing to do with by the bay. But she made, what, two hundred and fifty grand a year, and her scam for running again uh, said, uh, I'll run it. If anyone beats me, the salary has to be $25,000 a year. But if I win, it remains at my salary. Uh, that's quite a scam. And a guy, uh, Ky- or Chuck from Alabama, sent me uh, his, the W-2 for his township trustee salary. Uh, what do you got? Well, he got 25 bucks. <laughs> hey, hey, don't spend that all in one place, and, Tiger. And about $1.32 went to Social Security. Wow. So they still nab you. 25, 25 bucks. bucks was his salary for uh, his township trustee. What but is my salary as an alderman? You don't have Garage Logic. But no. if somebody runs against Chuck, they only get 10 bucks. Right, he because Chuck's going to say, I'm holding the salary uh, yep, down yep, so I can... Yep. Now, I also, uh, uh, thanks to Kevin, uh, is Kevin in the audience? Kevin, is Kevin yep, here? front Kevin. and center. Well, we have some, we have some uh, things to realize as we get older, especially older golfers. Uh, and it's a, let's face it, you can play golf all your life, right? Mm-hmm. And there's, some, there's been some trends that just don't necessarily reflect themselves in a good way on the golf course. As, as the older people get, they try to hold on to their youth, right? And it, it's a bad look when you have a nose ring with bifocals. See? <laughs> That's a yeah, it wouldn't be a, it would not be a good look. <laughs> what else you got? It's a, it's a bad look on the course when you have spiked hair and bald spots. See? Oh, it's a bad look. Is that a bad look? That's a bad look. look. How about a pierced tongue with Ooh. your dentures? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that... With all the metal, wouldn't that... Uh, is everybody drugged here? Is there some <laughs> sort of... They didn't know it was crowd interaction. Some... Kind of like doing the show in the studio some days, huh? How about... You see the gals out there. I've seen this. It's a bad look. Mini skirts with support hoses. Is that, <laughs> yeah. is that, that, you is know, that I, a bad, I, bad I look look away. I look away. Do you? Bad, yeah. bad you seen that on the course, though? Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. It's a bad mental picture, too. How about ankle bracelets and corn pads? That's a tough... Mm. Uh, tough... Ankle bracelets <laughs> and corn pads. Thanks a lot, Kevin. When's the last time you said corn pad? Is a corn pad those little O things you put on your yeah, pinky that's toe? Right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Wait, wait, I think I, I can help you. Give me another one. Give me another one. Speedos and cellulite. <laughs> uh, Didn't work. No. I was going to play the rim shot. Sure you were. How about, and I've seen this. It's a bad look. It's a bad look. Yeah, both of, yeah. both, the, both of yeah, these are I, a bad look. Give it to us, well, boss. It's a bad look. A belly button ring and a gallbladder surgery scar. Oh, you are correct, sir. Yes, good one. <laughs> Number six. I don't care what you people think. I think these are funny. <laughs> oh, this is. I've seen this. I've seen this. Uh, I've seen this in California on the golf course. It's not a good look. An unbuttoned disco shirt with a heart monitor. Oh, <laughs> heart jokes. No, it's uh, not funny. Youth and the old. See? Yeah. See? <laughs> well, I'm going to keep going. Should you be golfing old. if you got that on, the heart monitor? How about, and this is not a good look. This is not a good look. 
pierced nipples that Ooh. hang below the waist. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's not a good yeah, look. Yeah, no matter that, what. Is that a is that a bad look? It's a bad look. I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. What are we being brought? I can't have it. Beer. <laughs> no. I wish uh, I could. We can still drink on the air, can't we? No. We don't have to hide it anymore? Now, now okay. a lot of times, you, you know, maybe in some areas you can play in a, in a the women can play golf in a bikini. You, okay. you don't often see that, but it can't happen. But it's a bad look when it's the bikini with liver spots. Ew. Okay. Well, that's a hell of a bit, isn't it? <laughs> you know... <laughs> What, what do you got, Rook? Do you know what one single Super Bowl record the Minnesota Vikings I don't, own? We're, we're not doing that, Matt. We're doing this. What? I'm going to get to nuggets Rook, later. don't kill the momentum. Save yeah. it for the <laughs> nuggets. I'm sorry. I'm really knocking out the momentum here, aren't I? Shorty shorts. You know those. You've seen the gals. I got, yeah, we got those. Short, hot pants. Weren't they called hot pants? That's right. Yeah. Shorty shorts <laughs> and varicose veins. Oh, oh, that's a bad varicose. combo. That's a, not a good look, no, is it? it really isn't. No. No, it isn't. Inline skates. This is what, if you get to the course, yeah, you're, you're going there. to the bag drop to yep. get your bag. You want to get there right away. What are you? Inline do skates, but you're, in a, you're with a walker. Ah, that's oh. A <laughs> that's tough going downhill, too. It do you is. want me to see yeah. if Emma can come back on? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Turn it on you quick, Joe. And there is there is the ultimate in bad taste for the old uh what's that? The older crowd that's attempting to still hang on to their youth. And that would be the thong uh what is it now? <laughs> the thong and depends. Ah. That would be uh oh my yeah. God, doesn't awful. hide much. Doesn't hide much. That would be tough, Ooh. wouldn't it? Well, hey, which, you know what else is tough? This bit. Humor. Humor is tough. <laughs> humor it ain't easy. Tough. And I know humor. It ain't easy. Hey, I have a question about the thong with the depends. <laughs> I don't. We Wh- which one do you? It. Which one do you put on first? Thank I you, because I, I was wondering I, that, I, I too. Think the, uh, I think the, uh, I that think was the thong great. was on the Never outside. send me anything again, Kevin. Because uh, <laughs> that, uh, that didn't work out. Uh, That's all right. The, but you've, you've seen this on the streets, and uh, yeah. it just these are combinations that don't go together. It should be. Should be avoided. I, I dispute what you just said. What's your What's your rule? The bit either has to be really good, yeah. or really, really bad. bad. <laughs> what was that one? This one was really bad. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I just check it. Want to make sure I understand? No, I think we need a round of applause. Oh, hell, harumph, yeah. harumph. I said harumph. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. I'm saving these nuggets, Rook. You can break in and interrupt when it's appropriate. Okay, I will do that. I'll, I'll hold back my Viking trivia. Yeah. Well, first, I want to tell you, uh, I don't know what the golfing situation is in Sioux Falls, but I bet it's pretty good. I bet it is, too, actually. Uh, because that would just be a, among the many factors businesses are thinking about in a decision to relocate. I don't know if 2024 is the year, but Sioux Falls is putting out the word that they have – Available buildings and build-ready sites to get your company up and running fast. Any size company can make more Sioux Falls in Sioux Falls because of the uh, tax structure. And a lot of people are giving this big consideration. There's short commutes, safe streets, uh, quality of life excellence. 
Join them and discover their productive people, affordable land, reduced red tape, fewer taxes, and higher profits. Doesn't that sound good when you're sitting in right in the middle of Minneapolis? Uh-huh. But I do feel safer in Minneapolis because of that Gaza-Israeli ceasefire that the city council yes. has brought about. Yes. I think I think that'll have a large, large impact Doing on the, the work behavior, of the people. behavior of the Joe, people of Minneapolis. Who said that? The Country Club of Sioux Falls. Oh, boy. Spring Creek Country Club. Oh, boy. Uh, Minnehaha Country Club. Oh, boy. There is a plethora championship golf course. I bet there is. And the old Northern Lynx track. Boy. GL Road Trip this summer. Uh, and you can find out all you want to know about Sioux Falls if your business is thinking of picking up and moving Sioux Falls Development. It's one word. SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Sioux Falls Restaurant's coming up in the next spot. <laughs> and I bet it's a good eating town. I bet it is a good eating yeah. town. North American Banking Company. It's my bank. I uh, was tired of being just a number to my big national bank, so I made the switch uh, a couple of months ago. Almost, actually, just about a year ago now. Um, and I know a lot of people are in the same boat. And a North American Banking, a lot of people are in the same boat. And I know that uh, North American Banking Company, that is, they, they understand that there's no shortage of banking options here in the Twin Cities. So you can check them out. Uh, my location's in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th and France, Hastings, Woodbury, and their new location over there in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks. Uh, but they've get, they get you that really great personal touch for you, your family, your business. And if you're looking for a loan for your business, they don't send those loan requests out of state. They do everything right there in-house. NABankco.com is their website. You can check them out today and see everything that they have to offer on their website. They're the best. NABankco.com. Please make sure that you mention the Garage Logic podcast if you do happen to stop in. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Joe? You know, we're at the golf show. We're in the Minneapolis Convention Center. I, I tend to forget it's a big, big building. When I entered, I came through Hall C. I don't know. Did you happen to do that, Rook? No, I went through B. Well, this B. is B we're in. Right. Yes. And in Hall C, was in it C? was full of pink unicorns and uh, <laughs> uh, flowers. It's a different convention. And, uh, yeah. It was a very, Any pineapples that were upside down? Yeah, it was very different. It was. <laughs> I don't know what they have planned down there, but it was, uh, in fact, I was frightened. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I... I Left. I'm not going to go home through Hall C. Sir, we don't have I'm you on the list. I might no. go take a look. <laughs> just to see. Just to see. Right up your alley. No, I, it's not, but I'm just, I'll go look. Uh, here's John Hyde in the news. And, John, again, you want to acknowledge before your news that we're on some sort of historic land. Uh, oh, that's correct. You're we, correct. We just don't know which. So, somebody's been here is what That's you're right. I think okay. so. Uh, this, uh, by the way, this news is brought to you by North American Banking Company. The back and forth between this city's council, Minneapolis, and the city's mayor is continuing. Yesterday, a week after Mayor Jacob Fry vetoed the council's one-sided resolution that calls for a ceasefire in Gaza, the council overrode the veto to pass the resolution anyway. Nine council members voted to override the veto, the minimum required to do so. As the vote total was announced, some claps in the room. Council member Andrea Jenkins, who voted in favor, asked people not to cheer, saying... These issues are way too serious. It disrespects the loss of life of Israelis, Palestinians, and this is not a football game or spectator sport. The mayor, I mean, uh, yeah. How did I they, feel safer, though. Don't how you? did Gaza react? How did Israel react? They, how, haven't, are, they haven't phoned they in. They haven't chimed in yet. Okay. Uh, quick reaction, though, from the mayor after that veto, he issued a new proclamation that he considers more unifying. 
As the only elected Jewish person in the city, Fry previously expressed his frustration that the council didn't consult with him on the resolution and in vetoing the measure said its language uplifts the history of Palestinians and all but erases that of Israeli Jews. He uh, expressed support for a more unifying ceasefire resolution. His new proclamation says... How are you? Says he's concerned for all who are hurting and condemned the actions of both sides, adding he is firmly against the rise of all acts of racially motivated violence and hate crimes perpetrated against Palestinian, Israeli, Muslim, and Jewish constituents here in Minneapolis and around the United States. Well, what? good for him. Don't you just want to do the Three Stooges and take everybody's head and just <laughs> smack it together? <laughs> City of Minneapolis. I do. I've, I've catered this news to the city of Minneapolis because we're, we're in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. We're yeah. on sacred ground. Uh, we're in Minneapolis, and uh, where uh, I feel entirely safe because of that resolution. I think the city council has their priorities straight. I think they know exactly what's going on, and I'm, I'm very pleased that they're running the city in such a competent and efficient manner. Well, good. All right, then. You'll be pleased to know, then, Joe, that the city yesterday agreed to pay almost a million dollars to settle a lawsuit alleging journalists were subjected to police harassment and even hurt while covering protests over the police killing of George Floyd. The suit was brought by the American Civil Liberties Union of Minnesota and pro bono attorneys. It was one of several filed against law enforcement for alleged constitutional violations involving the use of force in 2020. Several journalists reported being struck by less lethal munitions and being herded and detained while covering protests. The lead plaintiff was Jared Goyette. He said he was shot in the face with less lethal ballistic ammunition by police while covering the protests. At the time, he was working as a freelancer for the Washington Post and The Guardian. He now is reporting in Ukraine and Croatia. He said in a statement he had hoped that the case and other efforts would lead to a future where Minneapolis law enforcement is less likely to recklessly infringe upon First Amendment rights and assault and intimidate journalists. You know, I've been in some rough... Uh situations yeah. as a journalist, and I never got a nickel. I was in a cab that got turned over. Ooh, uh, how'd you I, get out? I, I crawled out, and then I was uh, I got mugged in New Orleans, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. had my wallet stolen. I, it never occurred to me to, to seek uh, funding. Didn't you almost get your butt kicked by Ken Norton, too? Ken Norton almost <laughs> killed me. Uh, you were in a uh, earthquake. I was in an earthquake. Oh, that's right. Jim Marshall once threw a football at my head. If it had hit me, my head would still be going somewhere. <laughs> I never got a penny. Where did I? I just saw a quote. I don't remember where I saw it, but somebody asked Bud Grant who the best player he ever coached was, and his response was Jim Marshall. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Did you make a remark Except about his wrong way? Uh, Touchdown? Is no, that like he, was he just was just being a, a word I can't say. Oh, okay. But a I lot of these journalists, a lot, a lot of these lot. journalists, John, weren't they mostly freelance people and journalists? That, well, well this, that doesn't diminish their humaneness. No, I, I understand that, but it, oh, okay. Th- this I, guy was freelance, working for the Post and the Guardian, Washington Post. And got the it. Okay, because I didn't recognize any of the names that were on this in the story. The first ever February tornado for the state of Wisconsin was spotted yesterday just south of Madison, according to the Weather Service. It was the first time a tornado was confirmed during the second month of the year in the state since records have been kept, according to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. 
Rock County officials in the area where the tornado was reported initially received reports of about 25 buildings, power lines, or other structures damaged. There were no immediate reports of injuries, although Mark Island, a shift supervisor at the Rock County 911 Center, uh, told the Wisconsin State Journal. Two things. What, are we going to hear that? No. Go ahead. Two things about that tornado in the Milwaukee area. Yes, sir. Well, it didn't seem to affect the crowd at the Bucks game. It was over capacity sold out, and the Timberwolves won handily. And two, a kid of a kid I used to have, uh, along with, I don't know, 10 other guys, rent this big house in Milwaukee. It's just a, really a dump. And they, uh, they had to go to the basement, which mm. none of them had ever been in the basement before. <laughs> And apparently it was uh, it was disgusting, and they were rooting for the house to blow into the lake. <laughs> don't the uh, don't the Bucks play indoors though? <laughs> yes. Oh. Wouldn't you think uh, a tornado uh, would have prevented people from getting to? The oh, game? I see. I see. Yeah. I I see. There were well, there were minor injuries reported as of early. Friday, numerous reports. Boy, is that a dumb question? <laughs> numerous reports of tornado activity in funnel clouds, including reports from law enforcement of a tornado touching down in several areas of Rock County. I don't know. Is that Milwaukee? I don't know. I, Rock County, I don't Wisconsin. Know. I can't tell you. Well, it's this was south of Madison, so uh, it's over there. Yeah, you, you, know. you can get there. Hey, last year at the golf show. Yes, sir. Did EcoFan have a vehicle here? Didn't they have one of their golf carts here? Oh, I think you're yes. right. Yeah. Yes, they did. Yeah. yeah, I saw a Titleist motorcycle. They're up c- there. Golf cart. It's. Did you, you walk by them. it? Yeah, you can see them. Yeah. How does that not tear up the turf? Oh, uh, it's got big, fat, wide tires. So on you're it. okay. And probably you should stay on the path. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we uh, take a quick break here and hear from this fella? Yeah, like what about Rock County? Yes, well, sir. okay, sure. Uh, it is. In Wisconsin. It's on the <laughs> southernmost part and right smack in the middle of the state. So it's Look right, that, right there, Joe. Yep. Almost to Illinois. You can't see that far. All I right. don't think so. All right. All right. Let's, uh, what do you want to hear about? Zero res, clean carpet? Sure, sure do. February, sure. the season of love. Well, that's <laughs> when you call zero res. I'll give you their telephone number, but I'll let you know that they are available to commercial businesses as well. You want to make sure that you're office space or commercial real estate or whatever that wherever you're doing you want to make sure those carpets look nice and clean so when you have clients there etc they're going to be very impressed well zero res has a commercial division as well so do yourself a favor and get in touch with zero res during this wonderful month of february now they're going to offer you a zero res three room love your rug special you're going to start at 119 dollars to do that and they're going to give you a free hallway how great is that? It's perfect. It's a wonderful solution to that dirty carpet that has accumulated that dirt and that dander. Also, speaking of those, those air ducts, you're going to start 75 bucks off when Zero Res does your air ducts. It's a great company. They started here on Garage Logic so many years ago, and 17,000 reviews, a 4.9 rating on Google. They will love your carpet, even if you don't. 9520res or online at zeroresminnesota.com. That's 9520z-e-r-o-r-e-z. Things are better after your carpet is cleaned with Zero Res. Tell them you want the rookie Love Your Rug special. Here's John Height in the newsroom. Oh, geez, thanks, Chris. Wow, what a hey, professional introduction. That's that what I do. You went for the A game today. I really did. A little time off helped you out. I'll say. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, other news, Joe, uh, you already talked about this. Let's mention it. A special counsel report released yesterday found evidence that President Biden willfully retained and shared highly classified information when he was a private citizen, including about military and foreign policy in Afghanistan, but concluded that criminal charges were not warranted. The report from Special Counsel Robert Hur resolves a criminal investigation that had shadowed the presidency for the last year. It is, critic, uh, it is a bitingly critical assessment of his handling of sensitive government records and unflattering characterizations of his memory. It remarks In remarks at the White House Thursday evening, Biden denied that he improperly shared classified info and angrily lashed out at her for questioning his mental acuity. Trump will just feast on this, won't he? Oh, yeah. Just yeah. feast on this. Yep. The Supreme Court seems poised to reject attempts to kick former President Trump off the 2024 ballot with conservative and liberal justices yesterday in apparent agreement in the case that puts them at the heart of the presidential election. A definitive ruling for Trump, the leading Republican candidate for president, would largely end efforts in Colorado, Maine, and other states to prevent his name from appearing on the ballot. The justices could act quickly, maybe by Super Tuesday, which is March 5th, when Colorado, Maine, and 13 other states hold their primaries. Taking the discussion on books a step further. Did you see, see this video? This is, this I believe is, I did, Jim. Yeah. A 24-year-old Valentina Gomez is running for Missouri's Secretary of State position. She shared a video of herself on X using a flamethrower yep. to torch a stack of library books about the LGBTQ community. I think I'd like to own a flamethrower. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, you would. There's a guy that's going to wander up towards this stage uh, in about an hour that has one at his residence. Well, I'm, I'm serious. I bet that's a it, hell of a way to clear off ice. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Does he or use just it? burn or stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's right, Matt. That's well, yeah, well, you went right to the ice. Well, that's the only reason I'd use it. No. You'd... What do you think? I'm going to burn books? No, you burn some brush. I believe you know, I, we've been through this. Brush. I don't want to keep going through it. I think it's entirely rude for urban people to have backyard fires. I knew you were going to say that. It's just rude. You're out of your mind. But it's I believe rude. This, rude. this urban dweller, I believe, uses it to get rid of leaves in the fall. Who, you? No, the, uh, the gentleman that owns the flamethrower. Oh. Who okay. may or may not be 20 yards to your, to your right. I think Whatever. This, I, I this, cannot wait, especially with this weather, to have a backyard fire. This side of the table is in favor. Right. Of, we are we are normal people. Fires. I think it's rude. In fact, I'm out of wood. I need to go buy some. Yeah. Well, that didn't sound good, did it? I think if you're out yeah. in the middle of the country, go Sorry. ahead and have a fire. <laughs> well, well oh, hey, okay. just go to sea. How, okay. So how much space <laughs> is required something. in your mind? About in, the in size a, of this building. No. What? <laughs> Absolutely So not. you need to own 15 acres before you can own. That's right. That's my law. Wow. You have 15 acres, Tough you, rules a, in you get to have a County. fire. Wow. What if Not you're, 60 feet. If, to the say, point where I went across the street when they cut down a tree, and I was hauling branches that I could barely lift for the next fire. Then you just throw them on there, and you burn the hell but out of them. wait a minute. You are the Great owner atmosphere. of a solo stove, which I am as well. I am. Completely smokeless. But that's, that's, that's why I got it. I'm not bothering anybody. So I could have one. Yes. And I, if I live next door. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. You, uh, you guys probably got the bigger solo stoves, right? Yes. I got. I, don't the, know. I got this one. The coffee. Yeah, can John's size. got the one that you can put well, on your kitchen what's table. What's the but, point? Well, I also, but I have a fire pit that I usually use that you would be annoyed with, obviously. Right, and you just throw hunks of stuff yeah. in there. You burn what if tires? What? No, no, I don't burn tires. What if your neighbors all have fires too? Is that okay then? Can you have a fire? Because mine all do. 
I, I would not, but that's okay. life. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah my next-door neighbors, Terry and Squeak, they, they'll fire up Squeak? the old Squeak. Yeah, you live nickname. next to Squeak? I live next to Squeak. <laughs> Uh, remember, great neighbors. Remember the woman in the trash uh, truck compactor story we had last week? Yeah, she came out as a cube. <laughs> <laughs> it happened again. To the Believe, same woman? Uh, no, not the same woman. This is in Aurora, Colorado. Yeah. A trash collector had barely started his pickups on February 2nd when he heard a strange noise coming from the back of the garbage truck. Someone moaning. Ooh. Mixed in with the loads of trash was a middle-aged man trapped inside the back of the truck, according to the Aurora Fire. You're not here for the camping, are you, sir? (laughs) You're not here for the garbage. Yeah. Firefighters were called to the scene just after 5 in the morning to rescue the man who was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Aurora officials say they don't know how long the man was inside of the truck or how he got in. He may have been inside a dumpster that was emptied into the truck, according to officials. Uh, according to Shannon Hardy, a spokesperson for the fire rescue, the driver just started his route. He had only made a few pickups. Who knows when the person actually entered the trash truck? So, so did he, that help? He wasn't, he wasn't compacted yet. No, 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 no. So he's, he's got minor injuries. That's what I was going to ask. Did that help his cause? Meaning if he had been picked up later in the route with more trash, would that have crushed him? I don't know. Well, remember the woman that they compacted was, four different times. She's all this size. She's, she's a cube <laughs> with little skinny legs. Man. She's still alive. She did not get killed if you haven't heard that story. No, I'm glad. So, That's why I'm having fun with her. You think I could do this if she died? Well, you know. Uh, I have a story about a man. I'm not that bad. It, uh, here, Well, in Michigan, how you make me feel bad doing this story. In Michigan, a tough thing to die for. A man beat his elderly roommate to death after an argument over Taco Bell food. Oh, yeah, that's serious. You know, you live your whole life. You, 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 you have some accomplishments. And, you you've know, done you, some things. You've done some good things. You've taken care of everybody. And, and, uh, and then you die, you get beat up for a Taco Bell. Yeah. 54-year-old Mark Joseph Newsom is charged with second-degree murder for allegedly killing 72-year-old Dale Mitchell at a boarding house. Ooh. Fellow roommates Bob McQuaid and Larry Melton said they were each trying to sleep when everything started. The fatal dispute was over Newsom claiming Mitchell stole his Taco Bell. What, what do you think on those list of yeah. accomplishments, Joe? What do you think the 72-year-old shacked up at the boarding house? What do you think he accomplished? He might have. That? He might have been a sailor. He might have been a merchant uh, sailor. Okay. He was right oh, to the military. Uh, no, no, you can be a merchant sailor without being in the military. Okay. Boy, I like me a cheese quesadilla. Uh, huh? Where Once, was this, John? Uh, in Michigan. Well, see, you could, you could have plied the Great Lakes. Roseville. Roseville, Michigan. Right, sure. He's been on Huron and Erie and Michigan Superior. And on the he, old Mackinac. He was a cook on a boat. Yeah. On a big, uh, on a big uh, ore boat. And uh, they all loved him. They called him Cookie. Uh-huh. Right, sure, uh, and, sure. And 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 he knew his uh, way knew, around the lake, the water. He, he knew his Taco Bell. Well, yeah, there you go. Right? Yeah. And when he came upon this one, it must have been very special, and he must have taken it from the other guy. Yeah. What uh, What do you think he was eating from Taco Bell that the guy stole? Yeah. When's the last time you rolled up to uh, Taco Bell? Probably made a, a run for the border. Probably an enchilada. He could have been. Good guess. Very yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. That's. I my the, my assistant a, at work. It, you know. Yeah. Her son uh, is a navigator on the Great Lakes. Good. Yeah. That's good. That's an interesting job. 
Do you have wow. any more of those nuggets you want to throw out there? I have some here. Leading up to some Super Bowl nuggets yeah, here. I think, Pierced uh, tongue and uh, dentures. Oh. Uh, you want to go? Taco Bell and Sailing. <laughs> I think we missed the where? anniversary of that, didn't we? No. Yeah, we did. It was January 13th. It was? You remember that? Yes. How do you remember well, I, the yeah, well, How do you, you remember that? that and not remember my birthday? I don't. I, I just remember it okay. for a variety of reasons. Got it. You want to go? Go where? Go Eat pizza. Yeah, I throw my yarmulke. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yarmulke. Oh, God. Uh, the uh, the roommate in you this. You want to go to yarmulke? <laughs> the roommate in this case uh, that we were talking about uh, with the understatement of the year called the whole incident senseless. Regretful. Yeah, I, I oh. agree. John, I senseless. agree that that was senseless. That's, that's senseless. Did, did somebody die? Yeah, yeah, the, the 72-year-older fellow. That's why I made the news. I guess so. I guess just an ordinary fight about a taco wouldn't have made the news. Probably not. Although in this day and age, who knows? You know, Depends who was involved in the fight. Right. That's, that's, that's all. Yeah, that's all. See, see, Joe, I pointed to this to show you a blank page. Where's that blank? Stare me. How about well, Super Bowl nuggets? You didn't even give us the well, Super we, Bowl don't nuggets. Don't we need a break first? Well, I, yeah, we can. Well, sure. I think we should. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to regale you with the nuggets because I'm your nugget man. You really are. Yeah. You sure are. Well, throw it to me because I'm going to give you good news uh, during these times. And then of you can interrupt me uh, during the nuggets with, the, with their Viking story. I'll have some other stuff for you. You know that for sure. Don't go anywhere, folks. Yeah, this should be good. <laughs> I want to tell you all about the wonderful things that Minnesota Masonic Charities does, including their scholarship program. They do a fantastic job. And if you go online... You can see how you can apply because there's a deadline, February 29th, and it's such a great deal. MNMasonicCharities.org, one of the leading grant makers in the state. The Masonic Cancer Center is the hub for cancer research. The University of Minnesota leading the fight against cancer with research on the causes, etc. The Minnesota Masonic Children's Clinic for Communication Disorders in Duluth provides early identification treatment and support for childhood communication disorders. They've really helped a lot of people, and they continue to with their scholarship program. Uh, they have fifteen or uh, $5,000 scholarships, and the beauty of that selfless scholarship program is the person that is uh, applied for and the person that gets the grant split the money. Complex system? No, it's super easy. Spelled out for you right online at mnmasoniccharities.org. They're right there in Burnsville, a beautiful campus, mnmasoniccharities.org. Click on scholarships for more information. Welcome back to the 2024 Minnesota Golf Show. You know, we are broadcasting live. Are we broadcasting or podcasting? Podcasting. We are podcasting from the Josh Arnold Investment Consultant podcast stage, and you can stop on by the Josh Arnold Investment Consultant podcast stage for your chance to bid on some great items benefiting youth on course. Some of those items include a half-day boat rental, courtesy of Your Boat Club, two midweek rounds of golf with cart, courtesy of Giant's Rib. Giant's Rib. Oh, it makes me hungry. Giant's Ridge in <laughs> Boabic. rib. It also <laughs> includes a $30 gift card to the Burnt Onion Kitchen and Brews or the Wakuda Grill. I've eaten at the Wakuda Grill. Fantastic, by the way. Uh, dinner and... A show for two at the Chanassin Dinner Theater, 18 holes of golf, plus cart at Geneva Golf Club, and a $50 gift card to the Pike and Pint Grill, courtesy of Explore Alexandria, custom orthotics courtesy of Midwest Podiatry, $250 in restaurant gift certificates valid at Barley and Vine, 
the Jordan Supper Club, that's in my neighborhood, and Tap Room, Southern Social, Steel and Hops, Tamarack Tap Room, Woolies Kitchen and Bar, and a $100 restaurant gift card ballot at Burrow, Parlor, P.S. Steak, Ooh, Butcher and the Boar, yes. and Char Bar. Rookie, which, what's P.S. Steak? I've never heard of that place. Uh, that is a steak place downtown. That's in the um, Jester's Group, and it's high-end and extremely Because delicious. the Parlor Burger, ladies and gentlemen, that gets not one but two thumbs up from both Rookie and myself. Yeah, yeah. The Minnesota Golf Show runs through Sunday. Tickets can be purchased at mngolfshow.com or at the box office when you arrive at the show. We are open till 6 o'clock today. 6 o'clock tomorrow, and 3 o'clock on Sunday. The 2024 Minnesota Golf Show attractions include the $100,000 pontoon putt sponsored by Nelson Marine, the demo zone featuring top manufacturers with the newest equipment, the second swing performance stage with tips and tutorials, the 19th hole presented by Doogie McShanks, where you can take your swing at the Waste Management Phoenix Opens 16th hole, love podcasts, deals and apparel, and so much Is that it? more. <laughs> That's it. Hey, that? Where's the $100,000 putt? I'd like to give that a shot. Isn't it? It's right over there. We're being, everybody's pointing. Everybody's pointing the opposite way of way. us. Start yeah, walking down towards that Saint way. Paul. Start walking towards well, St. Paul. Look at You've got three new three new golf uh, I've never gloves. had a Mizuno glove before. That was the exclusive batting glove that I had. I love Mizuno Maybe gloves. I'll play better now. I was a bare hander. The old, the old school, huh? <laughs> yep. You know, no you're just you're, you're sick. You're just you're sick. I'm your nugget master. Yes, uh-huh. yes. Thanks yes. to Tim Buck too, who's I think he sends in nuggets every year. These are Super Bowl nuggets. I don't know if you know this or not, but the big game is Sunday. Yeah. Who you like? Uh, I I don't have a horse in the race. You know I, what I I, I don't have, know. I now apply this like I applied to Belichick and Brady. You don't bet against Mahomes and Reed. All right. Well, we have nuggets here. To tell you how times have changed. Yes, sir. Okay. Times have changed, haven't okay. they? they? Boy, sure have they have. ever. It just, it's incredible. I can't keep up. 20 years ago, the NFL refused to let Las Vegas even run an ad <laughs> during the Super Bowl wow. because, of it, because of its association with gambling. With gambling. That is wow. a, you know what? That might be your top Super Bowl nugget of all time. And I'm not even done with this nugget That's yet. serious, though. That's but I remember that. On Sunday, the Super Bowl will be celebrated in the heart of Las Vegas. And David Highhill, the NFL's general manager for sports betting, said there will be one sports betting ad right before kickoff and two others during the game. Wow. Uh, I did not know the NFL had a position called general manager for sports betting. And 20 years wow. ago would be 2004. They couldn't even run an ad. You know why I knew they had that position? Because I, I think that's the same position that's in charge of monitoring players because they are not allowed to gamble on anything, from what I understand. The American Gaming Association estimates that 50 million Americans will bet on Sunday's game with bettors planning to wager an estimated, take a guess, $43 billion. Just, just for the one game? Yep, $43 billion. That's way too high. Oh, I, I thought Brooke would. Mm, $16 billion. 16. That's okay. way too low. Uh, <laughs> only $7 billion was bet last year. Wow. Why, the, why doubling up then? Oh, I suppose Taylor has because, something to do with no, it. No, because now all of the uh, betting options are now sponsors, which I don't think they were a year ago. Takes a lot of balls to put on the Super Bowl. 
What's the over-under, 47? During the course of the game, about 120 balls in total will be used. Huh. All of these balls are handcrafted at the Wilson factory in Ada, Ohio. Hmm. Who's are they, D's? These are, these are, uh, these are uh, nuggets from the okay. Super Bowl. Okay. These are nuggets. D's nuggets. <laughs> the most unfortunate choice of celebrities was undoubtedly the 1993 Super Bowl in Pasadena. The opening coin toss featured O.J. Simpson, oh. and the halftime ceremony featured Michael Jackson and 3,500 children. So that's a there's uh, one, one of my nugget I have here on the Super one, Bowl. One of my favorite X pictures these days that you see is uh, I think it's Howard Cosell, and on one side is Bruce Jenner, the other side is O.J. Simpson. Oh. It says, "Boy, don't you wish you could have told Howard the future?" Yeah. <laughs> the most family. Friendly halftime show occurred in 1990 in New Orleans. It featured a salute to the 40th anniversary of the comic strip Peanuts. Wow. Unfortunately, the game was the biggest blowout in Super Bowl history. Denver lost to San Francisco. 55 to 10. 55 to 10. Isn't that that something? These are nuggets from the Super Bowl. Now, (laughs) Now, many Swifties were worried or are worried that uh, Taylor's concert in hey. Tokyo Tay-Tay. Tay-Tay, yeah. <laughs> might keep her from her appointed rounds back in the U.S. The Japanese embassy in Washington, D.C. has issued a formal press release explaining the travel times and reassuring Americans that Taylor Swift will have enough time to safely make it back to the Super Bowl. Versus unsafely. May, may I ask a question? Just a minute. When are you going to interrupt? Now's the time to interrupt instead I, of when I I'm would, but Reavers has the question to interrupt you. What, what disappoints you more? The fact that, what, what did you say, the U.S. Embassy to? It would be the Japanese. Japanese. Japanese that they're providing information on Taylor Swift's whereabouts or the Minneapolis City Council uh, and, their, and their attempt at a ceasefire here. Neither, neither bother me. I think it's great. I think it's both great. <laughs> okay. yes. The Minnesota Vikings hold one Super Bowl record. What do you think it could mm. possibly be? Okay, Viking. Well, they haven't. Well, won. they've lost four of them. This, so this is Buffalo. This would be a single game. This would be a single, single game. game. I don't know. I don't, Few, fewest, I don't remember wait, the wait. scores. Uh, fewest points scored in a half. Fewest yards. One hundred nineteen versus the Steelers in Super Bowl nine. I saw that one. Did, Did you cover that only, one? It's yeah. the only one that the Vikings have appeared in as far as records. That would have been in New Orleans, I bet. Uh, yes. Is that the one where you almost killed a family running out of the stadium because of the earthquake? No, that was an earthquake at that uh, was, uh, the Oakland. Rose Bowl. Oh, yeah. It was the Rose Bowl. Oh. So the, the Vikings have never won a Super See, Bowl? See, you don't have to do that, John. You, I, have, I have more nuggets here. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not done with the nuggets. Oh, okay. So there's mm-hmm. nuggets. The gambling site Bet Online has 89 Taylor Swift-related prop bets. Wow. wow. 89. Uh, in an homage to the singer's birth year and her platinum record, 1989. The most popular bet is the number of times Taylor Swift will be shown during the game. The over and under number is five. Oh, I would take no, the it's over. over for I would sure. take the over in a heartbeat. You know what? I bet it'll be the under because I think CBS is smart enough to realize. No, CBS isn't smart at all. They're going to put her on as often as they but feel like it. But five is a lot. Oh, it's nothing. And not directly Viking-related, 
but shirt-tailed. We have competing nuggets. Who holds the single-game player record for most passes intercepted? In a Super Bowl? Yes. It's, uh, what's his name for the Cowboys? Brown. Incorrect. Dang it. White? The number is five, and it's former Viking, but at the time Raider, Rich Gannon. Oh. Versus the Buccaneers in 37. Hmm. He threw five, you He mean. threw five intercepted passes. Oh, I passes. misunderstood. Okay. Yeah. Some of the performers who Oh, have you thought it was D, the guy that p- picked off? Yeah. Okay. Some of the performers who have turned down the Super Bowl, including Adele... Darley Parton Taylor and Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah. She was asked to do this year's Super Bowl several months ago during her pre-Kelsey era. Her <laughs> reps stated at the time, Taylor wants to be a part of the show at some point and is lean, leaning towards doing it in a few years, especially if the Super Bowl is in Nashville. Can you imagine mm-hmm. if she performs a halftime show, what a guy might have to spring for tickets for that event? Ooh. Directly Viking-related... Career player coach <laughs> records. Most losses by a head coach. Bud Grant. What number and who? Four. Bud well, Grant. but Marv Levy also lost four. Correct. That's two of four. Oh, there's four coaches? There's four lost? coaches. Did Dan Reeves lose four? Dan Reeves lost four. Two with the Broncos. Some guy with the Giants. No, think further south. I don't know. Don uh, Shula Don lost Shula. four. I'll be damned. Huh. Well, I have another nugget for you. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> the 1980 Super Bowl between the 49ers and the Bengals, that's where I lost my computer. That's where you tossed around no, the no, old no, press box. No, no, it fell. It fell. Yeah. This was in Detroit at the Superdome. Silverdome. Uh, whatever. Close <laughs> enough. It was a dome. That was the highest rated Super Bowl in terms of the percentage of Americans watching the game. Really? Yep. The final Nielsen rating was 49.1, a 73 wow. share, and ranked second only to the final episode of what? MASH. MASH is correct among television broadcasts in general. Of course, the U.S. population has grown greatly since 1982, so the number of people watching the game has increased, but not the share of the audience. Sure. The key will be to see if this year's Swifty Bowl breaks the market share <laughs> Of 73 that still stands established in 1982. Well, what would the number have to get to to break 73? Uh, Here we go, math. Live at the golf show. I don't know. (laughs) Early Super Bowl advertising was male-oriented. Really? Promoting things like beer, Doritos, and pickup trucks. Aqua Velva. But this year, advertisers are anticipating an (laughs) increase in female viewers due to the Swifty effect. Oh. New advertisers this year include Leordrill, Cosmet, Le, some cosmetics. L'Oreal? <laughs> yeah. ELF Cosmetics and Dove Soap. Oh, I love me some little good old bar of Dove Soap. Scrub up. Oh, God, help oh, me. Oh, keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Good. Probably <laughs> the most influential ad in Super Bowl history occurred 40 years ago. Clydesdales? So what would that, that be? What year? 1984. 1984, yeah. 1984. Was that the Mean Joe Green? Oh, it says right here. What is it? The year was 1984, <laughs> and, a, and a little company called Apple Computer oh. wanted to make a big splash to launch its new Macintosh computer. They hired Hollywood director Ridley Scott to create a commercial with imagery from George Orwell's novel 1984. That would have been much 
that would have been much better off uh, putting the money into Apple stock. Today, that investment yes. would be worth, if you put, holy mackerel. If you it's put, a long nugget. If you put 2500 bucks into Apple in 1984, yeah. uh, today that would be worth $4,735,000. Oh. I know a guy that did that. Yeah, the, uh, that Tom Hanks did that. Yeah, he? he was uh, from Alabama. He was, uh, he was in Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> he, he invested in a fruit company. <laughs> Um, now, enough of your information-packed uh, nuggets. I've got senseless. Uh, name the only person to return a punt for a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Desmond Howard. Desmond Howard with the Packers. Punt return TDs. There has never been a punt return TD oh, in Super Bowl history. Must well, have been you, had a, you, you fooled him there. I, that was, I that was the beginning little. of the second half. Yeah, it was a kickoff. Well, plus the guy for the Bears did it, Hester. Yeah, Devin Hester. On a kickoff? Yeah, against the – who'd they – Lose to well, the Colts. I, I don't. I don't. Have, Are you a little bummed out, Joe, that this is going to be your last um, bonding moment with all the women in your house to watch a Taylor Swift football game? I thought he was going to say golf show. I was worried. Does that make you a little sad that that's all coming to an end? No, let me tell you something. What are your little Swifties going to do, by the way? In fact, I have it on my phone. Rewind that. No, I have it on my phone. You're going to have to see this. I wish you all could enjoy when when Patrick asked Joe that before we record Monday Night Sports Talk. I follow one of the kids you used to have on Instagram, and I I can verify that every one of those kids had a jersey that I'm sure you paid for. I'm showing you a picture, uh, and I'm going to tell you something. I thought I had it. I guess I don't have it. Okay. Here comes the picture, folks. Wait, wait, wait. Here it comes. It's loading. One more. Circle of thought. You want to look at that? Wow, that's a lot of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey jerseys those right there. You can see 80, those people with good eyes. Jerseys. Now, what does the last name yeah, say? Yeah, that's is the it 87 with a Swift on the, uh, as the name on the jersey? <laughs> Here's the good news. Yes, sir. I didn't buy those. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, far uh, as you I know. I think you're going to pay for I it. <laughs> I think you you're going to pay for it, but maybe you didn't buy them. <laughs> Boy, oh boy, they uh, they really eat that up. <laughs> that was an expensive evening. The, uh, and and uh, she'll be there, and everything will be fun, and uh, it'll be just great. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I don't have any bonding regrets. I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, just the fact that you get to you know have that time with the family. That that's not unusual to have that time. That's it's not. I don't see these kids based on the NFL. That's not the way it works. But normally, if, if, if Taylor Swift wasn't involved, they might not have if any Taylor interest Swift in that If Taylor Swift wasn't involved, it would be a lot more peaceful to watch an NFL game. <laughs> I see. She has absolutely ruined football. Because <laughs> I got somebody in the house that now thinks she's an expert. Yeah, you know. <laughs> On football and Taylor Swift. And it's just, it's just amazing. Just shake your head and say, uh-huh. I just, uh-huh. I just can't uh-huh. believe So once the game's over then on Sunday at about... Eight o'clock at night. Now, now, what are we going to watch together? No, that's not the way it works here. What are you watching? What are you watching together right now? Nothing right now. Just the NFL. Is anybody watching the feud? No, I don't know what that is. Uh, uh, it's the. You don't it? apparently either. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> There's two different stories. Now it's Truman Capote, and versus the Swans, and the other one was I forget. It was uh, all the actresses. Let me tell you something. That's a really good series. I watched a lot of movies in Spanish this past week. Oh, lo siento, señor. Let me, let me. I bet you said cerveza siguiente. Por favor. (laughs) Yes. Let me, uh, may I get a word in? Your show. Just a brief. You've got to jump right in. Just a brief word. More uh, nuggets. Just a brief word. I'm done with nuggets. (laughs) 
uh, being in downtown Minneapolis, I always love to be in downtown Minneapolis. Great, Festive. Great memories of, of downtown Minneapolis. But I, I, I can't help but think of the mystery when I'm in downtown Minneapolis. It just it yeah. seems to be in the air and hovering right o- over everybody. And usually when we come to the golf show, we don't do our normal exploration of the decline of American culture and what. We'll let the Super Bowl do that. Sure. Because, <laughs> because this year, uh, honest to God, I, I predict it'll just be, uh, it'll be, uh, it'll be extraordinary. It'll be. Uh, It'll be crazy. Well, Minneapolis? No, the Super Bowl. Oh. But in Minneapolis, I do... Uh, but there is a ray of hope. Uh, I think Lions... Did Lions Pub just sell? Somebody just bought it and wants to redo it. Downtown Minneapolis. A no idea. Young, a young never, de- developer. Yeah, never, that just happened this week. Did never, I didn't know that. Oh. Are you reading the business journal again? Yes. Yes, <laughs> All right. yes I am. I do read that. Well, I'll tell you what. This golf show is pretty good. I got three gloves for 21 bucks. John bought a shirt. I got a used 48-degree wedge because you never can find those. Why did you get three gloves? Uh, well, you wear them out pretty <laughs> three good. Pa- oh, you like know. a three-pack? No, they were three separate. Okay. And, John, I was shocked at the price you paid for that shirt, so I'm well, not going to go find that vendor. It's not cheap, you know no, what I mean? No, I thought the shirts were... There's got to be a, a guy here selling shirts at a discount. Yeah, there's some over there, but the discount is still 25 35 you, 45 I've, 50 You want to buy this GL shirt? I have a golf question. Mm, I have one of those, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I have a serious golf question. Yes. Why do golfers only wear one glove? I have no idea. I'm not... I've, Tommy I've, Ganey uses two. This was, that this was a joke. joke. No. <laughs> for I, for I, a serious question. Why do they only wear one, one guy, glove? One guy, Tommy Two Gloves wears two. Tom Ganey or Tommy Ganey, whatever his name is. When he's not arrested. Yeah, okay, but why do you only... Who told you to only wear one glove? Why? My mom. <laughs> your ma. Your ma. <laughs> Thank you, Mary Helen. <laughs> I, 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 Matt, no one tells you to wear one glove. No, but glove. don't you that's think that's weird? Uh, batting, batting guys, baseball guys, they wear two gloves. I don't know the answer to that. You weren't much I, of an athlete, huh, Rook? No I, I, no, I was picked last all the time. I never thought about it. Maybe wearing two would help. All right, try it out. Maybe wearing three, and you have three now. Yeah, I do have three, but they're all for the same hand. Okay. Now, uh, now, 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 listen up here. Yep. This, uh-huh. this golf show runs until when tonight? Six o'clock. Six o'clock, and yep. then it's here all day tomorrow. Do you want me to do this again? Yeah, well, not all of it. Okay, six o'clock till tonight, six o'clock. Uh, Saturday till six, and Sunday before the big game, uh, we're open until three o'clock here at the Minnesota Golf oh, Show. Oh, and you have plenty of time to get home in time for the big game. That's if true. You, if you make Sunday your your garage, uh, your uh, golf show visit day. Have and you decided your um, Super Bowl app you're going to make yet? I haven't. I uh, haven't thought about that. Taco no Bell. Effort. You put no effort into it, do you at all? Zero. No, like charcuterie board. No, see, that. Jughead over here at the end, he'll, if you follow Rookie on Instagram, you oh, yeah. will see yep. the spread. I it's mean, it's... We have a competition. Sliders, right? Uh, we usually do have a slider competition, but this year it might just be um, you bring your app and then we vote on what you do. There's a whole bunch of great apps out there right now, though. I've been saving them on Instagram. I can't get them to read the paper. <laughs> This is not a bit. I do read the taste section. I struggle section. with this every day. I read the taste section. Well, read the taste section. Yeah. yeah. Where Rook and I already talked about this one about the top five pizzas in today's Star Tribune. Yep. So, yeah. Delish. Now, I have a buddy named Doug DeGroote. He invented, or he's part of the invention of this new drink called McShanks. 
And there's a question I have. You should ask him. You should okay. Get a pen. Yeah. Stick around because we're going to do the because uh, he's going to be on scramble. with uh, you and uh, Mike. Yep. And w- how much nerve did it take? I'm going to. This is a serious question. To use the word shank in a golf product because okay. that's a forbidden word. You it never, is. You never want to use the word shank. You know, people avoid it. They say the S word or whatever. They they avoid it. Why? He, well, because you don't want to get the shanks. I think the shanks see, are, are horrible. I there. see a different, totally different perspective from what you see. I see um, burnt uh, beef pieces. Yeah. Like you go to McDonald's and you want the McShank. You know, it's, it's burnt. <laughs> Not that McDonald's would make, you know, perfect beef tips. And, but that's... In my mind, that's what I'm seeing. Jesus. You're can not going to get beef. I get a McShank in order of fries. That's what I'm seeing. I, I, know, I know that's what not, you're but seeing, but it's so... Shank, you're right, and golf is bad, but I was seeing like a, just a bad McDonald's meal deal and a side of Coke. It's been a hell of a McShank. Maybe we'll see you at the golf well, show next year. But I doubt it. Hey, really, but but thank really you again to Josh I, I really Arnold and Josh sure. Arnold Investment uh, Consulting I Group. I love Josh Arnold. He's a fantastic individual. Hey, Doug. Doug. Doug DeGroot. Come here. Come here. <laughs> Get your McShank over here. I don't trust Reavers to ask the question. I'm going to ask him. Okay. okay. I want to ask him. Because you're a respected journalist. Well, it has I'm just a hack. It has nothing to do with that. Right. I just want to get You're going to make him come all the way it's over here long of a walk, for 10 seconds. He's a friend of mine. I've known him for ages. that outfit. It's a hell of an outfit. He's got to put on these headsets right here, sir, right here in the front. You're not coming up here yet. You're going to be on the next show that's here. Did you know that, Doug? I did not know that. Yeah, you're coming up next and be on a show. <laughs> Doug DeGroote of... Uh, God, you guys are desperate. Just push that a little higher. Yep. You need to good. bring me on. You no, are... You're good. You're good. You're right there. There it is. I only have one question Oops. for you. I drag you over here as soon as we get the microphone squared away. There, there we, we are. Go. Doug DeGroote. Hi, Doug. It better not be a toughie. It is pretty tough. Okay. You are the founder, was that correct? I am the founder, yes, of sir. Of McShanks. Correct. Which are uh, cocktails in a can, available at uh, golf courses everywhere. Golf courses and liquor stores. It's wonderful. Yeah. And here's my question. What... How much nerve did it take for you, is this a serious question, to even use the word shank, which is frowned upon in golf? Yes. It's the, a the, dreadful the, word. It's, it's poison. It's, it's like Voldemort. Yes. It's yeah. the word that shall not be spoken. <laughs> That's right. Yes, but it's not shank. It's McShank. Right. I know you're trying to hide it, <laughs> but you still have it in there. Yes. Well, you know what? Uh, when you've got a problem, you've got to address it. Right. And, and you address it by just confronting it head on. Yes. Is it and when going, you've got the shanks. It's terrible. Yeah. Is it, is it going well? It's going well, yeah. Is this now your full-time gig? It is my full-time really? gig. Really? You know, when I'm not teaching at our alma mater. Well, I didn't know you'd had a gig there. Yeah. Well, I teach a class. At in what? Uh, in the journalism school, I teach. Uh, last semester, I taught advertising portfolio. and uh, I can't give them to give me a phone call. <laughs> Ro- Rookie's got a contract. Uh, DeGroote's got a gig at St. Thomas. Uh, what the hell? That's because you and I, uh, 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 
Well, what did we do? We, we said some any, not very nice anything. things about uh, their response to the uh, Michael Knowles that's disinvite. Right. That's right. That's right. Well, will you please join? But we won't go there. Right. Uh, <laughs> Another time. Another time. Uh, Reavers and uh, Fratelloni would love to have you as a guest coming up on the show. And you can well, tell I don't them. know if they can afford my day rate. See, but, uh, <laughs> that's the tough part. Our budget isn't as expensive. They can, they can explore with you more the uh, history and the founding of McShanks. Yes. All right. Thank and, you, you know, some of it was inspired by our Twin City Cup matches, yes. Mr. Socheret. Yes. Yeah. Those were vicious, weren't they? Vicious. But yeah. your pep talks for the Town and Country Gang. Yeah. Wow. Well, there goes that secret. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, good chat. I think it's the worst kept secret. <laughs> Thank you. That's, uh, that's Mr. McShank, and he'll be joining uh, Reavers and Fratelloni. Right. Only because they come to us, or are we not doing Oh, jeez. Yeah, let's start that. We can't that leave out the Lyman's here at the 2024 Minnesota I, Golf Show. Oh, no. Brought to you by Josh Arnold Investment Only because they come to us. Yes, sir. All the way from Lake Las Vegas, Nevada. Come on. From the traveling Lymans. They're right in the heartbeat of the two Super Bowl teams. I hope they don't get trampled. They're staying right there. It's on this day in history. February 9th. It was on this day. February 9th. <laughs> 1820. Peter M. Gideon was born near Woodstock, Ohio. A self-educated horticulturist, he developed the wealthy apple. Name for his wife and other varieties hardy enough to endure the Minnesota climate. Gideon Memorial Park marks his farm on the shore of Lake Minnetonka. He died in 1899. Hmm. On this day, 2 9. In 1895, the University of Minnesota School of Agriculture defeated Hamlin University 9 to 3 in the world's first intercollegiate basketball game, wow. played on the Hamlin campus by nine-man teams who shot the ball into a peach basket without backboards. Sounds wow. like a lot of D. Yeah. Somebody was getting three. underneath that bucket. To Defensive struggle. Yeah, Not right. a lot of outside shooting. <laughs> and finally, on this day... Are you talking about February 9th? On this very day in history. Yes, sir. In 1899... One of Minnesota's coldest scientifically recorded temperatures was measured at Leech Lake, a low of 59 below zero. That stood as the minimum extreme until 1996, when I guess it was eclipsed up in embarrassment. Yeah, how good could the equipment have been in 1899? Pretty good, man. That was they, accurate. They had thermometers. <laughs> they had thermometers. And uh, what we're, else did they we're at the golf show, and uh, you stay tuned because, uh, yes. well, not stay tuned. It's a podcast. Good Just luck hit with your, play again. Good luck with your putt. You stay tuned at the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you stay tuned right here at the. That golf was overheard show in Concourse C. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Reavers and uh, Fratelloni yes. are coming up. Yes. And uh, they will get to the explore the history of. McShanks. Thank you, GLers. Thank you, and nice to see you all. Thank you. Polite golf clap. Look at that. Yeah.